there. I'm going to open up with a word of, uh, of prayer straight to God for my sake and for yours, right? <laughs> Lord, we come, we come to you right now, and we thank you that you have something in store for us and that we're looking forward to it. We look forward to it with expectant hearts, God. And right now, as a whole church, we, uh, we just proclaim that our hearts are open, our ears, our eyes, our minds are open to the Spirit of God speaking, and we want you to speak whatever you desire. And we pray that we would be challenged by your word this morning, that we would be found faithful as, as stewards of your word, and that we could uh, be a part of whatever it is that you desire to do. And I pray that I am anointed this morning to speak your word, God. And we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 6. If you're there, give me a, give me a woohoo. Woohoo! That's right. Ephesians chapter 6. We've been talking about the armor of God. And so we're going to pick up. We're going to read uh, verses 10 through 19. I want to read the whole thing because it's, it's very important, the whole passage. We're going to be focusing on verse 15, but let's read the whole passage. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God. That's what we're talking about, the full armor of God. So that you will be able to stand. We're specifically talking about standing this morning. Stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand, stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with the, the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, with all prayer and petition, praying at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints, and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known the boldness, the mystery of the gospel. I pray that that is true. I pray you're praying for me that I may make known the mystery of the gospel this morning. Today's title is called Shod Your Feet, or you might call it Shoes of Success, Paired with Peace, Walking with Christ, Walking Like Christ, Peace, Just Do It. Thank you. One lap over there. Yeah. Starting off good. But we've been working our way through the armor of God, and if you've missed that, I... Uh, totally recommend going back and listening to the last few messages. But we've, we've put on our breastplate of righteousness. We've buckled our belt of truth, which leads us to where we are today. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And when I was first asked to do this sermon, I got to be honest, I wasn't extremely excited. It's in the message, and when you're told what to preach, you're like, all right, you know, whatever. It's, it'll be good. You know, it's God's word. But in my heart, you know, I've always, I always desire an awakening. Everybody with me on that? I don't know. You guys don't seem very awakened this morning. 
But I always desire awakening. When I'm leading worship, God, it's, it's just, God, come and move your people. Move our church, God. Let the awakening happen today. That's always my heart. I want to preach something that, that inspires people to, to change their entire life and just go after God, and that sparks the great awakening that I believe is going to happen. That's where I always want to be. And so when, when I was posed with the message, shroud your feet with the gospel of peace, like, that's, that's not really the same as, as the great awakening. But when I started studying this, the Spirit helped me to realize that learning how to walk like Christ is imperative to actually have an awakening. Can I say that again? Learning to walk like Christ is imperative to actually having an awakening. You hear me in the back. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, if you get nothing else today, remember this. If you truly want a move of God, start walking like Christ. If you get that, then I, I can sit down right now. If I get that, then, then I don't even know, need anything else. But what I mean by that is God's spirit is poured out on those who earnestly seek him. Is that right? And those who seek him in truth will be learning to walk in peace. Learning to walk in peace. peace. That is such a key element of our armor, especially in the times that we live in. All right? There's a lot of things other than peace happening around. And in a moment, your anger can flare up. Your anxiousness, your worry, your doubt, your fear, all you have to do is step out your door or drive on the highway or hop on social media. Am I right? We are in great need of the ability to walk in peace. Now, I want to explain where peace comes from. First off, Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our peace. And he is the assurance of our salvation the knowing we will be with him in heaven, the, the thankfulness we have for our forgiveness of sins. And he's called the Prince of Peace in Isaiah 9. But it doesn't stop there. A lot of times we just want to stop there. You see, Jesus is my peace. That's great. But Jesus, when he went to heaven, he sent the Helper. He sent the Holy Spirit. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is that thing called peace. And it's through the Holy Spirit that we continually walk in peace. And it's to that extent that Paul is talking about shod your feet with the gospel of peace. And it's to that extent that when you shod your feet, put on the shoes of peace, that we declare the good news of Jesus Christ. Watch this. If you're not walking in the peace of God, then you're not effectively sharing the gospel. If you're not effectively sharing the gospel, I'm going to lovingly say this. It's because you lack a consistent encounter with God. It's because I lack a consistent encounter with God. So church, we need to learn to walk in peace. To give up our worries, our doubts, our fears, whatever is holding us back and rely on the Holy Spirit to lead us to do things that we aren't necessarily capable on our own. And we can have peace when we do that. So let's, let's turn to the physical example of what Paul is using here. When he describes to shod your feet with the gospel of peace, what are we putting on? The example here essentially is a, a, a sandal. 
It's a, it's a shoe-like thing. It preferably, it has metal on the bottom, metal on the top, and it's cinched together with leather straps. The word shod means binding something very tightly on the bottom of your foot. So to be shod with peace, get this, is to not allow your peace to slip away, to slip off. Have you ever been running or, or kicking or something or watch a child? They'll, they'll fling their foot and the shoe goes flying off. Sometimes that's how we treat our peace. If something happens and, oh, no, I don't have any peace. I just kicked it as I was imagining kicking that person. <laughs> like, it's, it happens that quick. Am I the only one? So we tie it to us tightly. It's, it's not a loose tied shoe that easily comes off. And that's where that word preparation of the gospel of peace, preparation or readiness comes in, is that your peace is tightened to you like you would tie tight a shoe. Have you ever been stuck in the mud? Like, I've been in some deep mud, and at that moment, if my shoe is not tight, it pops right off. And things are going to happen in life. Sometimes you're going to step in some mud. Sometimes you're going to step into things that are going to knock you off balance, and the one thing that you need in that moment is peace. So we have to be ready. We have to jump in at a moment's notice so no one can knock us off balance. You know, uh, lately I've had the opportunity to play one of my favorite sports. And Pastor Todd was just talking about it, basketball. And uh, I'm getting to that point where I'm starting to play old man basketball. Like, is anybody else there with me? Like, yeah, yeah, my brother-in-law in the back. <laughs> but... You know, I, we recently moved houses, and I lost my basketball shoes with, with other shoes. The bag is just missing. So I don't have any basketball shoes, and I went to play, and I found out that I wasn't ready. I was trying to mentally be ready, but I didn't have the right equipment and the right mindset. So instead of being fully focused on the game, I was thinking, man, I'm going to roll my ankle, or man, I'm going to get a big blister on my foot. I wasn't prepared for the game. And so we have to be in a state of readiness with the peace that we are given. Because things come up without notice. What are you wearing? What have you bound to yourself? I think sometimes we bind things like chaos, frustration, aggravation, irritation to ourselves rather than peace. And to know what you've bound to yourself, what happens first? When, when a bad thing happens to you, when you get mad or that, that thing just hits you out of nowhere, what happens first? Because I guarantee you that is what you have bound to yourself. Sometimes we, we've bound anger. Sometimes that can be a generational thing. We, we, we bind things to ourselves. And that's why Paul is saying here, bind peace to yourself. Bind peace. And with that same example... Having lost my shoes, watch this. I had to substitute my shoes for some, from different ones. And what was, uh, could have been a really fun game, I ended up having huge blisters on the bottom of my feet. And I couldn't walk, like, very well. You're walking that sidestep thing. You ever done that? But watch this. I couldn't walk properly because I allowed myself to be hurt. I couldn't walk properly because I allowed myself 
to be hurt. When we substitute the peace that only God can give with something else, it will never suffice. And we end up hurt. We try to fill the cracks in our lives, which should be filled with peace, with almost any other thing. Sometimes we do it with more friends. Sometimes we do it with a new relationship or, or bettering ourselves, focusing more, focusing on work, working harder, working out, eating comfort food, sleeping, bettering ourselves with more and ignoring the things we lack, like peace. Bettering ourselves with more and ignoring the things we lack, like peace. But it results in something that doesn't last. And it's not all bad. I love a good taco or some ice cream. But if we're going to that instead of going to God, then that honestly is just an idol in our life. And that wasn't in my notes, but that's, man, being convicted by the Holy Spirit. I had some good ice cream yesterday. <laughs> so nothing replaces the peace that God leads you to with the Holy Spirit. Nothing replaces that voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you and saying, have peace. It's okay. So we bind it around our feet. And binding is a symbol for uh, binding it on our foundation. Binding it on our minds, our emotion, our, our hearts need to be bound with this. And, and there's, this idea is perpetuated in Scripture. In Isaiah 26, 3 through 5, it says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 5, and 6, Those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Philippians 4, 8, and 9 gives a list of things to meditate on, and it sums it up with the result being the God of peace will be with you. So peace is throughout the Word of God, but we so often choose not to focus on it. We choose to walk in peace or to not walk in peace. We choose to set our minds on it. We choose to allow the Holy Spirit to operate in our lives. Is that right? We choose. So in addition to what peace helps us to give to God, like our worries, our doubts, our fears, our anxiety, and we need to do that, peace also gives us strength. It's a sure foundation. And it's the peace of God that readies us, get this, for suffering. Is there any suffering out there? Like, have you ever suffered in your life? Most of us have had bad things happen because that's something that the Bible promises will happen. There will be some bad things that happen in life. And we walk in the peace of God through those situations. Through those situations. We see countless times this idea of the Bible, of walking in peace, and a man like Paul, watch this, one of his friends is talking to him. And Paul is about to go to Jerusalem and be all kinds of things happening to him. And he'll eventually die because of this. 
And he says this, why do you weep and break my heart? Talking to his friend. Why do you weep and break my heart? I am willing to not only be bound, but to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying to his friends, I have peace about this. Peace unto my death. I am so surely founded in Christ that nothing can shake me loose from that fact. And that's what I want in my life. That's what I want in your life. A sure foundation that cannot be moved. You are walking in the peace of God. And of course, the the best example of this is our Lord Jesus Christ, who in willingness endured the cross without retaliation to those betraying and crucifying him. Looking to the joy set before him and earning the title the Prince of Peace. Church, remember, we can always look forward to the joy set before us. Joy is, is preached upon in churches a lot, but it's not often that it's preached you can have joy even in your suffering. You can have peace in your suffering, knowing that you're headed to somewhere that's so much better than where you are now. Like, I was thinking the other day, like, just, just all the things in life that happen. And it just hit me like, I'm going to somewhere else. It doesn't matter what I drive, what house I'm in, things that happen. Because this is a short time, and I want to do my very best to, to worship God, to exemplify God, and to let people know about God because I'm, I'm bypassing here. That's where I'm focused on. I'm living in the present with my mind on where I'm headed. Walking in peace. And this is why it says that word preparation. The preparation of the gospel of peace. Because we're ready for anything. And this is why we can't preach the gospel without living it out. Without living it out. This is why our walking in peace shows people around us that there is peace to be had and that peace that passes understanding is found in Jesus alone. Jesus alone. To shod our feet is not only to defend the gospel's truth, but it's taking the gospel as an offensive wherever we go. To walk in peace, that is showing the gospel. That's not just preaching, that is showing the gospel. The word peace in the Greek carries with it the idea of a peace that prevails or a conquering peace. So it's not only peace that conquers the areas in your own life like anxiety and worry and doubt and fear, but it takes the gospel everywhere you put your foot. Everywhere you put your foot, church. This is why Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Because when you're a peacemaker, the area you're making peace in sees that the Son of God is there. The daughter of God is there. And you're distributing peace wherever you walk. To to see this more vividly, a Roman soldier would have nails on the front or the bottom of his sandal, his, his shoe. And this, of course, could be used as a weapon. 
but is more so to stand your ground while fighting. Remember, this is peace. Stand your ground while fighting. It firmly planted you and made you difficult to knock over. It'd be like, you know, uh, they use soccer cleats or football cleats because they get more traction. And that traction is not to only stand there, but it's to move forward in battle. The peace of God gives you a firm footing and advances you in battle. Romans 16.20 says, The God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Same author who wrote to wear the shod your feet with the gospel of peace wrote that. The God of peace will bruise Satan under your feet shortly. I can't help but think he had in mind these little nails on the bottom of, of the foot. You see, Jesus, he beat Satan. And we get to stand on that. Well, I'll say that again because that's an exciting thing. Jesus beat Satan, and we get to stand on that fact. We stand on that, and it's not a slippery shoe. It's, it's got some nails in it, and you, you can hopefully just kind of dig it in. Like, ah, you ever want to dig it in? So we bruise Satan under our feet. That word bruise denotes an act of smashing like grapes into wine. Satan's power over you was destroyed and you need to stand firm in the peace of God because the peace of God knows that he is your victory and he knows that it is your healing and he is your miracle and he is your provision. When we bind our feet with peace, it helps keep the enemy where he belongs and that is under our feet. And that's not a pride thing, church. That's just what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. So, church, get this. If your peace is being disturbed, or if chaos seems to be swarming around you, you're either under attack, you need to stand firm, or you've failed to bind peace to your feet altogether. Not only does peace allow the stripping of worries and doubts and anxieties, Not only does it prepare us to overcome any obstacle before us, but it strengthens us for obedience to Christ. It strengthens us for obedience. And that is a key, key point. Because often we want to take uh, the glory that that Jesus has won. We want to step on Satan. But sometimes it's hard to obey Christ. It's hard to obey the Holy Spirit. But there can be peace walking into an unknown situation because... He's a known God. And there can be peace when sharing the gospel because God gives it to you. And you can even find joy in that. Without this peace, watch this, a person can find it difficult to move in their calling or even realize it altogether without the peace of God. Sometimes it is in difficult duties we, we find it trying and impractical. Sometimes the small things seem irritating. And sometimes serving God and his church and even sharing the gospel with non-believers can seem burdensome. Because we don't walk in the peace of God. We're not sharing the, the victory wherever we go. Because every step should be peace of God. The peace of God. The peace of God, no matter where I'm walking, the peace of God prevails in all things if we let it. 
And watch this. You, you never have time to strap on your shoes when the battle's there. It's, you can't say, wait up, the sword's coming down, I need a moment. <laughs> or you can't jump off the bench and say, coach, wait, let me just, let me just take off my warm-ups and I'm running out there, you're, you're going to just trip. <laughs> and that's what happens. We remember suddenly, oh, I need to be walking in the peace of God, but I, I just did that to that person. Or I just had some road rage, flew past them, or bear with me, maybe you flick someone off. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it happen. But we... We walk in the peace of God, and we shod our feet, and we're ready. We must be ready with the gospel of peace on any occasion. It is a sure foundation that keeps you from stumbling. It is a hold that spreads the good news about Jesus. It's a binding that plants your lifestyle to match what you supposedly believe. To shod your feet with the gospel of peace is to give your worries, your doubts, your fears, your anxieties to God. Because you know the good news. That's the preparation of the gospel of peace. At every step, you're like, Jesus saves. And I'm headed to heaven. And I can walk in the blessing of God no matter what that looks like. No matter, sometimes, sometimes the blessing of God is holding things back from you that would ruin your life. We have to be at a level that we trust God no matter what. That the, the worst thing in your life that you can imagine could happen, and you need to be able to think, I can still walk in peace. This is hard and I hate it, but I know God is in control and that gives me peace. And that's how you can find joy in any situation. That's how you can walk in peace because the God of peace is with you. It's to be ready in the face of any obstacle so you don't get knocked over. It's to take the gospel message wherever you go because it plants you with the ability to obey the Holy Spirit and walk like Christ. And it is a key element in our armor, a key element in our walk with Christ, and a key element into actually experiencing a move of God actually experiencing move, a move of God because, church, watch this. This can be hard to hear, but someone truthfully seeking Christ is seeking to walk in the peace of God. Someone truthfully seeking Christ is wanting to walk in the peace of God. This is going to be really short today, but as the worship team comes, I want to ask you, do you need the peace of God in your life? Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The peace of God rule in your hearts. And that word rule is, is like a referee or umpire that's going to make the call. It's going to make the call of how you see situations and how you react in situations. So maybe you need to repent for not walking in the peace of God or not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you in it. Maybe you need to, to pray for the ability to walk in it. 
Maybe you need to lay down things that uh, have come against you living in the peace of God. Or maybe you do normally walk in it, and sometimes you just need more peace. Sometimes you're trying awful hard, and you just, you just cry out for the God of peace, please be with me. Paul started and finished his letters with blessing people with peace. Blessing people with peace. Because he knew it was a consistent, constant pursuit. And so we're to constantly be reminded to put it on every day. And that's how we're supposed to approach it. That there's no shame in it. Sometimes we feel shame coming, coming and asking God for something. Like everybody doesn't ask God for things. We all need peace. You know, just this week, something happened that literally made my heart just jump. And in that moment, like that exact moment, God spoke to me and said, shod your feet with the gospel of peace. We have to trust that God is, knows what he's doing. We have to pray through it. We have to bind peace to us. So maybe this is your first time hearing how much you need peace. Or maybe it's your first time hearing about Jesus, who is your peace, the only one who satisfies. I want to invite anybody who, who wants the peace of God in their life more to, to stand up with me right now. It's the peace that will actually satisfy your soul. So wherever you are, whatever you need, the Lord is asking you to respond right now. And you're welcome to respond in the front. We'll have some of the prayer team coming up or around the back. But I want to take some time and just welcome the peace of God into our lives or back into our lives or into our lives for the first time. And as the worship team, just uh, they'll start playing and worshiping. Sometimes worship is the best way to just open your heart up to the peace of God. Because there's something that happens in music. There's something that happens when we begin to worship, when we cast all of our cares aside and just let the Holy Spirit come in. So let's bind peace to us and stand firm in that. Are you with me, church? Let's, let's worship a little bit then.